0: Welcome to our sleeve life podcast hosted by Kelly and Mel friends who had gastric sleeve surgery, but five years apart We wanted to create a supportive family with full transparency by sharing our stories as well as others from the community We are breaking the stigma of weight loss and weight loss surgery one episode at a time
1: Hey, guess what guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. <laughs> no. So if you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor immediately. Ye-
0: yes. And that includes diets, surgeries, and exercise. We love you guys. And we want you to continue to be in
1: our OSLP family. That's right. So be careful and consult your doctor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back, OSLP family! Welcome, welcome! This is Our Sleeve Life Podcast Presents... The
0: Bariatric Diaries. This is Mel. And this is Kelly. And...
1: And... We're so excited I know, for this we, guest. We have our third person which no one knows who it is. No, we have not told anybody. We've been keeping it a secret. Yes, we are so excited. Yes. So, do you want to tell them the good news? Yes, so we have
0: the one, the only <laughs> one hungry
1: mother in the building, not
0: really, but soon hopefully. Yeah. Um, so Stephanie Do-do-do-do. Welcome, Welcome mother. On.
1: Welcome on. <laughs> Thank you for having me. We're yeah. so excited. How are you feeling? I feel great. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. So we're covering her first month, guys. Yes. So she's only one month out. Yes. How crazy is that?
0: It seems like it was forever to get there, like watching you. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, <laughs> come on, like with surgery. <laughs> and then now it's like flying. Flying freaking way too fast yeah i don't like it (laughs) you were probably good that you got through fast like Uh, yeah i feel i feel good about it being fast for the first
2: four
1: weeks i think that's that's good news it's It's true did it feel
0: fast to you like no no no
1: okay snail's pace so tell them a little bit about yourself like your background like what made you even get into the bariatric like surgery? Like not well, not into it, but you wanting bariatric surgery. <laughs> there
0: you go. go. Yeah, will get there. I
1: know what you mean. Yeah.
2: Um. So yeah, I'm Stephanie. I am 34 and a mom of two. I have a one and a half year old and a five-year-old. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, I work in marketing, so I have a desk job and I have been gradually gaining weight since I was like 18 years old. Um, I'll lose a little bit, but then I'll always gain it back and then some. And so my high this summer was at 270 and I'd been considering bariatric surgery for a while, but I never in a million years thought that I would qualify for it. I was like, okay. I'm not that big. Uh, oh, yes. I was a 600 pound life, you know? Um, and then Been there. I ran a calculation uh, for my BMI and was like,
1: oh crap,
0: I qualify. I qualify. Yeah. You're like, I <laughs> so,
1: automatically qualify. Well, yeah. oh,
0: how did that make you feel like after doing so, that? Like I
2: think equal parts excited that there was a way out, and Mm. equal parts uh, like just mortified that I'd let myself get to that point Mm. over time. Um, I do have hypothyroidism, so I have a very hard time losing weight, Mm -hmm. um, even even when I'm medicated appropriately for my levels. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Um, that makes sense. So. Yeah. And my stepmom passed away in May. Um, and it was kind of a, uh, like a final like eye opener Mm -hmm. for how short life is. She had, uh, chronic illnesses and chronic pain and her end of life wasn't as full as I know she would have liked it for it to be. Um, so when the opportunity for surgery presented itself in the form of a promotional email. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I started really digging into it and ultimately felt like found the Instagram community and, and started doing more research on R versus VSG. Mm-hmm. And then started my six month weight loss, uh, program that was required by insurance before getting my surgery. So I, uh, started that process, uh, I think it was June 9th. Actually, I started the process in June wow. and then, um, had surgery February 10th. Um, and yeah,
1: that's exciting. That's the rest is history. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, what made you choose the sleeve over bypass?
2: Um, So I was on the lower end in terms of BMI okay. for people getting weight loss surgery, um, and so my doctor recommended the the vertical sleeve gastrectomy. Uh, <laughs> last word, right? <laughs> yeah, um, because uh, there are less complications, um, less dumping syndrome, right. and um,
1: it's just an easier procedure overall. Mm-hmm. And I would still be able to get the results that I was looking for. Awesome. Awesome. So where did you, I know a lot of people have problems with this of like researching in general, like where did you start? Like what was the first thing you went to?
2: Um, (laughs) I actually stumbled on this blog about weight loss surgery. Um, so then I started digging into Pinterest, looking for blog, other blogs Mm -hmm. for weight loss surgery. Um, a lot of them were blogs that were started by people at the beginning of their journey Mm -hmm. and then abandoned Mm -hmm. once you know, they, yep. they get back to a normal life, I guess. Yeah. Um, or if they're not losing as much or gaining weight, I'm sure like it's a little demoralizing to blog about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I found this Facebook community through, um, through that blog. And it was mostly about mommy makeovers at that time. Cause she'd had Surgery gotcha. and gotten a mommy makeover, and so started this Facebook group. Okay, and then I think I tumbled from there into other Facebook groups, and somebody posted like, "Hey, like, let's all share our Instagram handles," which led me to Instagram, and then I started doing research there. Um, and then I found, you know, my bariatric dietitian and our Sleeve Life podcast is actually resources i found
0: oh, I yeah. pinned the whole first season I, I remember you out. messaging us for the first time yeah and you were like i am obsessed i have to clean to your guys's <laughs> episodes <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yep. My yeah.
2: house was never cleaner than when I was binging the first season. So, that's amazing. <laughs> it's time to go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> house, it's time to binge again. Yep, well, exactly. Binge the show, not binge.
1: <laughs> right,
2: yeah. <laughs> not really good. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how I like stumbled into my research was just like one person leading into another. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel I connect to that because I I was the same way. Like I started on Pinterest, then I Googled some, but Google, I mean, you get so many like ads and websites that it was like I it wasn't what I was thinking that I wanted. It's probably more clinical when you Google. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted like experiences. I don't know if you yeah, like you wanted to see real people going through it or talking about it. Um and so Instagram was my first, was like I wanted to be able to like go on there and mm-hmm. see other people and see how, like, how they dealt with it. So, cause I never, oh. I never imagined it would be as, uh,
1: as what it as is, as
0: big as it is. Yeah. Like, I had no clue when I signed up. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll just make an Instagram. And there's so many. <laughs> Three it's years crazy. later. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. It's yeah. crazy.
2: Yeah. The community is unlike anything I've ever experienced before. And I will say there was a moment when I got close to surgery whenever I was, you know, second guessing. You guys mm-hmm. kind of saw me going through that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a piece of me that was concerned Am I getting surgery because I love this community so much and I want to mm-hmm. be a member of it? Or am I getting surgery truly from for health reasons? Mm. Um, and uh, it really is for health reasons. But right. I had to guess myself because I was just like, I've grown so close to the people mm-hmm. in this community. And I'm, you know, you guys know I have the Bariatric Book Club and the Bariatric yes. Retreat, which we'll talk a little bit more about later, I'm yes. sure. But um, I'm like, I need to make sure that that's not why I'm going to have them
1: remove 80% of my stomach. <laughs> yeah, I know. <that's laughs> I'm glad that you like... Like, we're aware and we're like, I need to, like, talk to myself and kind of, like, yeah. self-assess yeah, what my intentions. Yeah, I think it's a
0: very valid thought mm-hmm. to have because this is a great community and you're like – Speaking of, I'm sure if somebody was in this community and they decided not to have surgery, they would still be welcome in this community, yeah. <laughs> by the way. Uh, but, yeah, like, yeah. I don't think we'll be like, uh, you didn't have surgery. Get out. Get out. Get, get, out. Out. get okay. out. No. <laughs> get out. No. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but, uh, yeah, I get, like, you you do a lot for this community yeah. because you love it so much, which yeah. is awesome. Um, when did you start the bariatric book club? I'm just kind of curious real quick. I
2: started it in September of 2020. So, um, it was just free for anybody to join back then. Mm -hmm. Um, but by December we had over 550 members. Wow. Um, I didn't realize that it got very large, very fast. We had about 120 people joining or signing up for actual sessions every month, but about 550 total on the list. Um, and I realized like I was spent, I was spending so many hours working on this mm-hmm. and paying for the premium version of zoom and, and all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. So I decided to turn it into a subscription service. Um, And that started in January. Um, We're in April now, and we have about 110 subscribed members. Oh, that's
0: awesome. That's awesome. It's such a great thing. Like, I wish I had more time to be able to be a part of it because I'm just like, well, actually, like,
1: side story everybody. But when you were coming up with it and you asked us to be involved, and like, we did that um, live together the first live. The first live. And it was really funny because Kelly's like was telling me about it. And I'm like, Kelly, I don't have time to read a book right now, but I'm more than happy to support One Hungry Mother as much as <laughs> she wants. Um, So I will do whatever she needs me to do. But I I can't read a book right now. Yeah. And she's like, I know. I know. Like, this is like we don't have to read. And I was like, OK, cool. Like, yeah. I was we're like, beautifully transparent about
2: your
0: time <laughs> allocation. So you're totally fine. <laughs> I remember you asking on the live. You were like, how much time do you actually spend? On the podcast and we were like, um, 80% of our time, like more than we thought. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, I mean, I feel like we were kind of in the same boat as you. Like you were, you've created something and you're like, you love it. So you just create more and more Mm -hmm. and more. And then before you know it, like.
1: It consumes you. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is what you're supposed to be doing. Like, that's how you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: the things that light a fire under you that you should be spending your days on. So, yes. Yes.
0: What is your favorite part about the bariatric community?
2: Oh damn. <laughs> I think that's that's so hard. I know. Um, so many things. I would I would say like the the camaraderie that there is. Um, mm. everyone is like I've never met hype queens like I've mm. met in the bariatric community. You know, like everyone yes. is here showing up for each other mm-hmm. um in such a big way that I think it's it's inspirational in all aspects mm. of my life, right? Yeah. Not just mm-hmm. like my bariatric journey, but it kind of shows like how to, you know, present with empathy and compassion and like true, like truly love the people that are in your community, Mm. whether you know them or not. Uh, I think the bariatric community is a really good example of that.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I like that. I agree. Okay. So with your journey, so like, how'd you pick your office?
2: Um, I actually interviewed um, multiple bariatric oh. offices. Yeah. Um, I won't name all of them because obviously I didn't pick them. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but I ended up with Legacy Good Sam here in Portland, Oregon. Um, I just really jived with the nurse practitioner that um, I met with. Okay. Um, she was really down to earth. She accidentally cussed in our meeting, which just <laughs> warmed my heart. Yes. Um, and I asked her point blank, like which surgeon would you go with if you were getting bariatric surgery? And she told me like exactly, um, who she would go with. And she, you know, she's very blunt about how she's like, she doesn't have the best bedside manner, but like, she does this all the time and she's great. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, thank you for your honesty. Like, Hey, mm-hmm. Because now I know which surgeon, she was the head of all of the bariatric surgeons. Yeah. This is the one that she recommended for me. And B, like she set that expectation for me that like my surgeon is going to be like socially a little bit bristly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't take it personally, which I 100% would have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just really appreciated that. And we just got along really well. So I went with that one. Yeah. awesome. I'm glad that you interviewed. Yeah. Like. Oh, Yeah. So they won't let you get to the surgeons before you're at consultation in a lot of places, but you can get to the, the, uh, nurse practitioners. Um, and you can typically get a pretty good feel for the clinic. Cause you're going in, uh, you know, outside of COVID times, I guess, but this was even in COVID, Mm -hmm. um, you're going in and you're meeting with them. And, you know, I had a a list of about 20 questions that I asked each of them. Wow. What were
1: you looking for? Like, what was like, what
0: was number one? Yeah. Like the. Um, I wanted somebody who primarily worked
2: in bariatric surgery. So I didn't want to go to somebody who like has done some Mm -hmm. BSPs, right? I wanted somebody who like, this is their bread and butter. Like they know all the possible complications, Mm -hmm. but I wanted somebody who has worked on gallbladder and hernias and things like that in case there were complications. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that, you know, should something happen, I can go back to that person.
1: Um, I think those, I think that was like number one for me. That was yeah, okay. Okay. So if someone's listening right now, like, do they just call the center and ask for an, um, like a consultation? consultation?
2: It depends on the center. So okay. like, um, one of them here in town, you fill out a form online and then they'll get back to you. Um, another one. Yeah, actually t- all three of them, you filled out an application process and, and submitted that. And, but if you're like
0: me, you submit the application process and then you call every week Uh
2: until
1: they they get back to you. Well, I
0: feel like you're the type of personality that when you get excited about something or you put your mind to it, like you want it done now. Yeah. And you're all in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm the same way. So I totally get that. Like, I think I called every three days, like do I have an appointment? Do well, I have all an appointment? You can think about? Yeah. And
2: so I'm like, I'd rather be talking to a real person that's actually gonna be potentially doing surgery on me than just continuing to research other people's journeys. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean you wanna be you wanna begin your journey, not like there's a point where it's like, yeah, it's great seeing other people's, but I wanna eventually start mine. Yeah, also,
1: So, absolutely. yeah. How many months did it take for you to finally decide? Or was it just like one week you just to talk to all these people?
0: I, I would say that I'd been
2: thinking about weight loss surgery for like a year. Okay. But, um, but then I, I really did get a promotional email for the local hospitals, new bariatric <laughs> board, And that's what like, like sparked the like research rabbit hole for me. Yeah. Um, I didn't end up going through that hospital. So as I, I work in email marketing, though that email did not work. Um <laughs> uh, good to know. That's hilarious. Know. Yes. Um but yeah so that that sparked it for me. And then I had a six month pre-operative weight loss program. And I would say Like I was in it from day one, but I was second guessing myself until like (laughs) day of surgery. I remember
0: watching the live because you did a live as you were sitting in the car with Eric. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And you were like, I don't know. You were freaking out about the soap because You didn't use the soap. I forgot to
2: bring my wipes. Yes. And I was,
0: and we we're all like, it's fine. Just go in. I, I could tell in your eyes, you were like, okay, I forgot my soap. We got to go home. We got to go. Yeah. No, right. Bailing out now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You look just so like, freaked out at that moment and i was just like oh take a well, deep breath you yeah. you got this i've
2: never had serious surgery before other than like oh. the only other time i've been in the hospital was having my kids and it both of those were vaginal deliveries so i did not have c sections yeah so the only time i've been put under was getting my wisdom teeth pulled and in that instance, I had no idea what a big deal that was. In fact, I didn't have anybody to pick me up. And oh, no. once I came to, I yanked my IV out and hopped off the table and passed out because I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Cause my mouth was filled with cotton balls. Oh, my God. Um, oh. Yeah. So my experience with surgery yeah. is pretty little.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Um, with your support around you, like who was like your big su- biggest supporters? Like what helped you get through this?
0: Um,
2: definitely Eric. Yeah. So my husband, um, I presented the idea to him before I even had my first like consultation appointment. And I had like a one pager of like facts and complication rates <laughs> and like w- what this could mean for my life and all that. Eric is well versed in my pitch strategy. Oh, uh, I love it. <laughs> and so he was like, you know, I have no doubt that you've done all your research mm-hmm. on this, and so if you feel like this is the next path for you, then I'm 100% behind you. And I would say, like, he really owned that from you know being there whenever I needed to be like out doing appointments to like not having any snacks um, that I couldn't have in the house during like my mm-hmm. pre-op and pro- post-op yes. diet. I literally made the guy sign a contract about what could or couldn't be in the house. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> I, I think
0: that is the most fabulous idea. Like, yeah. I feel like we need to have that contract in like our world, so you can give it to people that you yeah. live with. Because I was wanna... going I should post that because.
2: I think for me, it's not a binding agreement. There's no financial repercussions. But I think it's so easy to be like, well, you said that you weren't going to do X, Y, or Z and somebody else to be like, well, I thought you meant, Mm -hmm. you know, just the first week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So it's just a couple Oreos. Not a big deal. Yeah. 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 Well, I was on this Facebook group and this lady was talking about how, like, what do I do? My husband keeps putting his like snack stuff on her shelf. And she's like, can you stop doing that? And he just kept, he just keeps doing it. And it's like, he's like trying to make you fail. Like he's yeah, trying he's to trying like to sabotage, sabotage that. And I'm like, that's fucked up. Like, that's so not mm-hmm. cool. And then some people, some, some like women and I did it too. I was like, you need to check him or just like leave him Cause that's stupid. Like <laughs> this is <laughs> yeah. stupid. Like but it's, at
2: the very least
0: sit him down and explain like how serious
2: this and This is really means.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause
2: like, I
0: don't think a lot of people understand that aren't in the community I don't think like if you aren't directly in the community or or a support person or a support person, I, I don't think people understand how difficult it is. Yeah, and they're just not as aware. Like yeah. I'll tell you, mm-hmm.
2: my daughter wanted to make brownies. She's been asking for like a week. She set a menu for Friday and it included roast chicken, grapes, and brownies. Aww. um, and so, <laughs> so we got our brownie mix and we made brownies together on Friday, and we each had one. Yeah, and then um, the next day we were going to uh like a socially distanced party thing, and I was like, let's bring the brownies because mm-hmm. I don't want them in the house anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we ended up leaving them in the car and forgot about them. So they're sitting back on my counter right now, mm-hmm. and like I didn't notice them before, but I noticed them today. And I know it's because my husband is just completely unaware of them. Otherwise, he'd bring them up to his office. He usually just hides his snacks oh, in his office. There we go. That's uh, perfect. But it just—it was highlighting for me just like how much more aware I am of food mm-hmm. and like the things that I can't have that somebody is who isn't in this community. So it's. It's just like he's completely unaware of how
1: gross the sink is mm-hmm. uh, when it needs <laughs> to get cleaned. <laughs> like, yep. Oh, so true. Just yes. see it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's not in their wor- their world. Like they're like, yeah. I don't think of those things. Like, they're
0: very tunnel visioned. Yeah. So, like people that aren't in the in the community, like I feel like once you are in this community or you have, like it it just like opens your eyes up yeah. to all the different little things. That are connected, you know, like for
2: sure.
0: You saying that like you're more aware of food. Like this is how aware I am of food. If there's a TV show that I'm watching, I my eyes go directly to the food. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And I'm like, oh, those are Oreos. Those are Goldfish
1: crackers. Oh, they had pizza. Like I start calculating the calories that they just have on their (laughs) plate. Okay, that takes it to a whole new level. Yeah, I'm like, whoa. There's like. That like a, you know, way too much like potatoes and they who's going to eat all that big sandwich with those potatoes and like all these things. I'm just like, how do you even fit that in your body? Like I start like spinning. Cause I'm like, <sighs> I'm so how could you physically <laughs> put that in there? Like you definitely look at food way differently yeah. after surgery. You're just like how it's more of a, a size problem. Cause mm-hmm. you're like, how do you fit that? Like, how did I fit three chicken nuggets at one time? Like now I can only do one, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day. So. Yeah. 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 Way back Backer
2: in the day. day. But yeah. <laughs> um, I will say he's been, uh, I just want to like amend that with like just how supportive he's been in other ways. Yeah. Since, uh, he usually like runs. My, my mom was accusing him of being like a selfish little monkey. Cause we came home from San Diego and there were cookies on the counter and he grabbed them and brought them straight upstairs. And mm-hmm. she was like, you know what your husband did? He just took the cookies. He brought them upstairs accusing him. Right. And I was yeah. like, no, he's doing that because he loves me and he knows that like, I don't want to see him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, I think it was week three. Um, we were out on a walk and I was, you know, lamenting how little I've been taking care of the kids. He's been doing like getting them ready and out the door. He makes dinner every night, Aww. like doing so much. Yeah. And I was like, you know, like, I feel like I should be more of an active participant. I'm a few weeks out now. And he's like, Nope, I want you to get back to hundred percent as soon as possible. So if that means you not doing stuff for a little bit, then like
1: I have a zero problem doing it all. Oh, so like,
0: I love that! Oh, I love you. That yeah. My heart. Oh my goodness! You have a good
1: Eric too. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I. That
0: Eric. is that is like essential to have that kind of support because. Oh, yeah. I mean, most people would be like, "Oh yeah, if you're if you're feeling good, like yeah, just hang on over." Oh, yeah. And if you like, I've, everybody's heard of mom guilt, like yeah. bariatric mom guilt. Holy cow!
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> it's sure it's that's real. hard.
0: Yeah, because you have two little ones, so it's like yeah. you want to be there mm-hmm. and doing all yeah. these things. So I and I some can see things that. just feel so
2: little. Like mm-hmm. I should be able to do, I should be able to pick Oliver up and put him down for a nap, but mm-hmm. you can't not Mm-mm. till four weeks. Like yep. I should be able to pick him up and, and change his diaper, but I can't not wow. till four weeks. Unless I I'm doing it on the floor. Um. So there's just all those things that you feel like, like you would normally just do. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) naturally. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: I never even thought of that. The fact that you can't pick them up. Like I, I, Mm -mm. my brain goes to like exercise. Like I don't think of the mom more heartbreaking than an 18
2: month old running up to you and going, "Mama, up!" Oh.
0: I
1: can't. No, I want oh. to. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's sad.
2: That's
1: nuts. Like yeah. I'm sorry oh, to yeah. deal with that.
2: Four weeks. I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to pick them up now that we're four
1: weeks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. How I bet was that, that? was Relieving to be yeah. like back yeah, to normal.
1: <laughs> were you nervous to pick them up though and feel any pain? Like were you like? kind of scared? No,
2: cause I had slipped a few times before my four weeks on accident. And like, I would feel it. I'd feel the, uh, the cumulative pain from if I, if I did too much, okay. um, it's not like I picked him up and was like, you know, okay, right. um, but it was like, if I picked him up, and also like moved my body a lot or something that day, then my pain would be more extreme. And I can't remember if you guys Mm -hmm. had been following along at this point, but um, I ended up in the ER because my pain was so severe in my uh, left side. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a stitch that was, um, a lot of people have described it, the like anchor stitch, but mine was- yeah, I did see that. Incredibly painful Mm -hmm. um, to the point where I could barely take a full breath. And so- I went into my surgeon first um, and cause I called them and was like, do I go to the ER? Like, what do I do here? It's been getting progressively worse, not better. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had me like, Eliminate all activity for three days. Um, wow. so because they were I was taking like an hour long walk every day and they're like, Well, you might just be overdoing it. Mm-hmm. And so I eliminated all activity. I basically just like laid in bed and walked to the kitchen. It's <laughs> about <all> I did. <laughs> And um, and it was still getting worse. And so finally I went into the surgeon and they shot me with some local anesthesia um, nice. to see if that would make it go away um and it did not and so she sent me over because of the time of day over to the ER to get a, an emergency CT scan and some blood work done. Okay. Uh, nothing was wrong. It just was a really gnarly like nerve pinch along my abdominal wall. So what's really interesting is your the nerves along your along your abdominal wall run like a belt around you. Mm-hmm. So it felt like somebody was like shooting me through. Like I oh. felt it in the front and the back. Oh. Um and so I learned (laughs) that if something's irritating that nerve, you'll feel it in the front and the back. Um, and sometimes in my case, there was a delayed reaction. Sometimes that local anesthesia will, um, relax the, the nerves and muscles just enough that, um, it'll stop the irritation and then feel better. So I went into the ER and then literally, I think, a day later, a full twenty-four hours later, I was like, "Oh my god,
1: the pain is gone." <laughs> wow, happened?
2: that
0: <laughs> is crazy. And this was how soon post-op? Um, I think it was three weeks post-op. Three weeks post-off. dealing with that yeah. for three weeks. Yeah,
2: so it got—it wasn't as bad early on. It was just yeah. like, like, "This hurts more than people described." Like, I wonder what's going on. Okay. Um, and then it got to the point
0: where that last day, I was like. <laughs> Like I couldn't take a full breath or else it hurt too bad. Whoa. <laughs> I'm so glad you went into the emergency room. Yeah. Seriously. That could be... The
2: other piece of it, the only thing they found was a mild obstruction in my bowels. So I was like kind of constipated and mm-hmm. I talked to Dr. Joe about it after he's not my surgeon, but we talked about it in one of the live sessions. And he explains, um, that like for bariatric patients, constipation can be a huge problem, mm. especially if you've got fresh stitches in there, mm. oh <laughs> like you no. can really pull on things. So something yeah. for people to be aware of that constipation is more than just constipation when
0: you're post-op. From it bariatric. can affect other things in your system, in your body. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. So when was your actual date of surgery and like, how did that day yeah. go? February 10th. Um,
2: mm-hmm. it went well, uh, went in, I had my surgery, um, I think they started like an hour later than we expected, uh, just because she was finishing up with a different surgery. Um, and then, oh, I it felt so sudden heading back because uh, I'd been waiting around so long. And then they were like, "Okay, we're Eric. You can go through those green doors right there." And I was like, "Wait, he's leaving?" Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, "Give me a kiss, say goodbye." <laughs> I'm like, not it." He's like, "Okay, you're fine." Uh, Love it. <laughs> so, yeah. They, they took me back I when I first came to I was in a ton of pain they had not managed my pain very well oh. and so I was cursing and screaming so loud I that know. they were calling me to shush and I was like I'm not gonna and shush I in a lot of pain I oh like, my god like there are other people here that are recovering from their own surgeries like oh, and I was like deal with my pain oh my uh, goodness I was Upset. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I was knocked back out and woke up
1: in the recovery room.
0: Oh, goodness. Oh,
1: my goodness. That wow. They like, put me back under, I think. Wow. <laughs> they put you back under because of that? I, I don't know, but like I
2: was back asleep until I was in a, a private
1: room. Oh, <laughs> so. my goodness, girlfriend. Wow. That is crazy. Wow. Uh, so, um, yeah, we're i gonna, was in and I mean, out within. That.
2: I was in and out within 6 hours. So, um, I went in, had my surgery and then uh was sent home that day. Saw my kids
1: before they went to bed. Was, wow. That's that's all like quick. That's yeah, so yeah. quick.
0: That's crazy that they didn't have you stay overnight. I yeah, they said
2: that I had the option um and I considered it cuz I wanted IV pain meds yeah. for longer. Um, but my surgeon doesn't give IV pain meds. Oh. <laughs> so she was like, once you're awake, I want you to like swallow the pills to make sure that you can t- send you home. Which makes uh, sense. Yeah. So she's like, I'm not going to give you any more IV pain meds. So don't stay for that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, that's so funny. That's funny. I'm like, all right, then I'd rather be in my own
1: bed. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. I had, I had IV pain meds for 24 I hours. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sorry. That's not fun. Okay. It sucks. But I, was, I
0: mean, Yeah. Everything else went fine though. Like, yeah. How was that first drink after? Mm-hmm.
2: The first drink was fine. I was taking fluids just fine in the hospital, and then once I was able to urinate, that's when they were said I could go home. Okay. Um, so that part was was totally fine. I will say, and like, I I warn everybody that I talk to now that like you will regret it for the first like three to four days. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I. And not everybody will, I guess. So I shouldn't make such a generalized statement. But um, like, I regretted it, and I was like pretty gung ho, right? Yeah. Um, I was like, "What have I done to my body? It's mm-hmm. never going to feel good drinking or eating again."
1: Mm-hmm. But it passes,
2: and like four days is nothing compared to the rest of your life. Oh, seriously, yeah.
1: you can handle four days when now that you can live for like you know an extra ten Over to twenty. That. Exactly. <laughs>
2: no. Exactly. And you know the the weight that I've lost so far, like. The, the, if if how good you feel was measured in like widgets, like that number of widgets of how much better I feel compared to how crappy those four days were Mm -hmm. is like head and shoulders above.
0: It's worth it. It's so worth it to just power through. Yeah. Just. But I had those same feelings. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck did I just do to myself? Like that just kept popping in my head. And then after the three days or whatever. Mm you start to like figuring out how to drink and like what your time schedule looks like and i think that's the worst thing is like you don't know what what you're supposed to do like you know but you yep. don't know
1: like yeah you won't know until of you do it
2: about those first couple of days so mm-hmm. You know, like, should I be alternating protein and water? Yes. You mm-hmm. should. Yes. How many ounces should I be drinking in each sitting? You know, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, it's just there's just so much information to take in for that first week or so. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it gets a lot easier. You just follow the guidelines.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. and you kind of get into a rhythm, yeah. Of like you wake up, you do these things, and then you go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. And then after that, it's just
1: the mental crap. <laughs> Seriously, how was it for you?
2: Um, I would say like for me, I've been having definitely the estrogen like roller coaster. Like I can tell because I'm losing a bunch of weight Mm. you know, estrogen is stored in your fat and it releases into your body as you lose that weight. And so it feels very much like postpartum. So uh, like, it's very similar to like, after I've had my babies where like, I'm so happy one day or one minute. And then the next minute I'm like, Ugh, everything's so hard, and it's always going to be hard, and people suck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds like you. <laughs> it's
2: true. It's true. Yeah.
0: One day she'll be totally fine. Like yesterday, she was totally fine, and then today she's like,
1: "I'm yep. tired." <laughs> <laughs> like
0: what? Yesterday you were fine. I know. I was fine. <laughs> well, it, it feels
2: like you're contradicting yourself, right? Yeah. Like I almost, you know, had a moment where I wouldn't come on social and like talk about that because I was like or talk about the bad days. Cause I'm like, well, I was just so perky yesterday. How weird is that going to look? Yeah. I'm like, well, that's part of the journey is that you're like on a freaking roller coaster. <laughs> Definitely. Well, that's,
1: that's what I'm learning. Like, that's just what life fucking is. Like mm-hmm. really as a kid, you don't realize it cause you're not the adult and you just look up at your parents and they're like going from A to B doing a bunch of stuff. They randomly talk to you and play mm-hmm. games with you and then they go to bed, but you never really understand what life is really like. Because you're just going to school and hang out with parents. Mm-hmm. And now that we're the parents or the adults, we're like, oh, this shit sucks. And <laughs> every other day is like, you just don't know what the day is going to be like. Because you can wake up feeling good, but mm-hmm. things can just start getting thrown at you and at mm-hmm. you and at you. And you're mm-hmm. just like, I don't know what to do anymore. Like, you just kind of just rock through that day. Just own the day. You're like, hey, tomorrow mm-hmm. will be better. Well, you just pi- don't. Go ahead. Let's say You just don't know. You just don't know. sometimes.
0: Yeah. Well, to piggyback on that, like being freshly post-op, I remember when I would have those times, like my first thought was I want comfort food Mm, mm -hmm. and you can't do that. Mm -mm. So like, how did you deal with those like emotions of like wanting to go towards food, but you couldn't go towards food? Like, what did you do to kind of combat that?
2: So, uh, the first two weeks post-op you, for me, I wasn't allowed to take a bath that like Mm -hmm. bathing is, is, like my latest addiction. Um, Mm. so like pre-op, especially in that, you know, the pre-op diet and stuff, I was taking like two baths a day (laughs) because I would say I definitely replaced food, like food with baths. (laughs) Um, so those first couple of weeks were really tough. I replaced that with walks. So I would go on a lot of walks. um, especially after that first week. Mm-hmm. Um, the first week I just slept all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like week two, I started going on a lot of walks. And then my doc- when my doctor said that I like needed to eliminate my movement because I was probably overdoing it, that's when I was like, in a bad place yeah. because I was like, "What do I do? Like, I have all these emotions. I don't know where to put them. I can't eat. I can't take a bath. I can't go for a walk. Like, <laughs> like yeah. what do I do with and, this? Yeah, yeah. It was just like I. And for me, like watching television is a food trigger for me. Like, I know that if I mm-hmm. sit down in front of the TV, like I want a snack.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and healthy snacks like apples and things like that are obviously not an option for you yeah. when you're in your food phase. So that's correct. But, uh, So yeah, that period I would say was just tough. I just kind of white knuckled it through. Um, I did have probably more sugar free popsicles than I probably should have. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like
0: that's fine. That is totally (laughs) fine. You gotta do what you gotta do. (laughs) That's right. I was in love with the sugar free popsicles Mm -hmm. when I was newly post op. Like I probably had three or four a day. Like I, I loved them. I easily
2: had like three in a sitting. But I recently looked at the fruit food label again and was like, oh, okay, there's 11 carbs. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Put
0: that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> but in newly post-op, you're not getting like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Newly post-op, that does not matter. No <laughs> matter. At do, not, all. do not calculate that. No.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause how was like, were you able to hit goals right away or was it really tough for you to hit the protein goals in a day or how did that work out?
2: I I didn't have any trouble with that, and okay. I think I I think I just really love the like prescriptive nature mm. of the pre op diet and those first uh, like few phases of the post op diet, mm. so. For my, um, like first couple of weeks out, I was on the liquid phase and I had, and I still have it on my page, like the specific things that I would eat. Like Mm. I would literally eat those things every single day for two weeks. Um, there were a couple things that would alternate in and out, but like, otherwise it was just like really set in stone. Mm. Um, and then same with the pureed phase. Like I had a very clear like idea of what I was going to eat. Now that I'm in the soft food phase and thereafter, like that's what feels scary to me is mm. like
1: back out in the open ocean. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. What was your first puree food?
2: What was my first puree food? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh wow. <laughs> oh wait, no, I do. I do. I do. Okay. I do. It, it was pureed
0: chili. Okay. Which, oh yeah. Thing actually i feel like that would that would
1: be fine i mean that makes sense because ours was beans and cheese yeah. so that's pretty damn close oh, yeah.
0: and i tried the refried
2: beans with cheese i remember you guys talking about that on the pod mm-hmm. it's just so easy to digest and it was
0: all i wanted
1: even now like, i have it as a snack i don't care yeah like, oh yeah it's delicious
0: yeah just <laughs> throw it in a bowl i i like to do mix-ins and stuff so i make it all like a supreme one. A supreme one. Yes.
1: <laughs> a
0: good tip for you is we do like taco salads or whatever, but we do cabbage
1: on the bottom. Yeah. Instead of like chips yeah. or whatever. And it actually makes like a crunch when you eat. Yeah. It's nice. I
0: like that. Yeah. So and if you like the like
1: Mexican type
0: food, then do it. I would recommend it. Yeah. 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 I, um, pre-op I
2: did have we have taco Tuesday every Tuesday at our house it's my daughter's favorite meal Aww, um, nice. but so I would use like the butter lettuce wraps and like make a taco shell with the butter
1: lettuce wrap but I'll okay. have to try I've too. never tried the butter lettuce wraps
0: I bought them to do sandwiches okay so kind of the same thing could not I couldn't do it oh I love butter no. lettuce. oh yeah
1: so stuff like not. some you don't yeah, like them.
0: something with the texture that I mean mm. it was more newly post-op is what Mm -hmm. I'm thinking. So it might just be like that time. Yeah. I mean, you can probably like it now
1: because our taste buds, like that's a thing, like it's changed a lot. Like, have you noticed anything in the first month?
2: (laughs) Yeah, really? toothpaste <laughs> Toothpaste was so weird post-op like, <laughs> almost immediately I was like what the shit oh sorry
1: I no you didn't have long. <laughs> you want girlfriend okay, you're
2: fine. No. I was like oh my god I had to like get a few different toothpastes to like try and see what I liked post-op
0: that's it's a new one thing. yeah the I never heard of that is
1: yeah was so we're funny super dark I know what is going on you... it's your auto Moody and her computer does like this auto correct
0: thing, and yeah, not yeah, that I anybody thought, on I, the podcast really know, needs, needs to know, but needs to hear this, but yeah, it's she thought she fixed it, but
1: it's bringing a brat all of a sudden, it was fine yeah. for a while, and then all of a sudden it just sounds like super dark, yeah, I don't know. So, just, anyways, yeah, no worries there. Um,
0: let me go, you're gonna pull it closer,
1: yeah, anyways. Sorry, right. cool. <laughs> she's just <You're> like, what bam. <laughs> Just get to see
0: a closer view of your beautiful face. Yeah,
1: yeah. As long as you can see us, because that's yeah. it's kind of dark. Yeah, I can see you. Okay, okay, cool. perfect.
0: So, um, I don't think we asked you. Did you do a full two week liquid diet before? No, my surgeon recommended a not recommended,
2: demanded a yeah. three week, um, basically like low carb okay. pre op diet, and then one day. Of clear liquids, gotcha, for surgery reasons. Okay, um, so yeah, mine was uh, a lot easier for for that reason. I think, than what other people are, are going through. It was, I think, harder in the fact that like everything was a decision. Mm. Whereas like if you're just on a on a liquid diet, like there is no decision involved. Yeah. You just, um, that, you, yeah. here you go. Guess mm. what you're having for lunch? Liquid. Huh. You're having yeah. a protein <laughs> oh, shake. What's for dinner?
0: Protein shake.
2: <laughs> so terrified of getting turned away on the surgical table or yeah. like having complications. Again, I've never mm. had surgery before, mm. real surgery.
0: So I was just terrified into, like, doing what I was told. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. no, no, Same. I, am, I was the same way, yeah. yeah. I I was like, because I heard people like, oh, you can cheat a little bit, like, in the, like, support groups or whatever, which, mm-hmm. hello, that's not supportive. But <laughs> I, I'm like, why would you cheat? Why would you, like, put, like, I don't want to be on, like, on the table and then open me up and be like, she didn't follow it, so... Just yeah. back up and send her home. Yeah. I
2: will admit that it was like, I think three days before surgery, I called. Katie, who's another member of this community, mm, yes. and I basically called her as if she was my sponsor, and was like, "Katie, I really want McDonald's, and I figure if anybody's going to tell me I can have McDonald's, it's you." <laughs> she was like, "Well, fuck you, first of all, but you <laughs> no can't have McDonald's.
0: Yeah, no fucking way. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh my god, so love it. That's what's so good, good, good. Job,
1: Katie. Good yeah. job. So good, good job, about
0: this. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I'm glad you have She's someone right that can Katie. do that for you. Yes. I So, get yourself accountability. That's true.
0: (laughs) Well, and you guys weren't that far apart from her surgery surgery to yours, right? December
2: twenty second, if I'm remembering correctly. So it was about six or seven weeks apart. Yeah. Okay.
0: So that's probably been really nice to have, because I know you and Katie are very close. Um, you guys do your Sunday, Sunday night sales care. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so how was it nice having somebody like that that was so close to you? like going through pretty much the same thing experience was a little bit
2: different. So she was allowed to have solids right out of surgery. Um, what? Yeah. So, so I was, there was a little bit of like, okay, don't look at like at what she's eating. Like, Mm -hmm. don't pay attention to that because you can't have it. Um, so there was some of that, but, um, but yeah, it has been nice to talk to somebody who's like. You know, like I hit three weeks and I hit a stall, which is really common, I know now. Yep. Uh, You know, so it was nice, you know, having somebody that I could turn to and be like,
0: what the hell? It's it's nothing you did. Nothing you did. What have I done wrong? Well, and when I'm you every popsicles. Well, when you <laughs>
1: said like you hit a stall, what was that like? Like, was it just that you just stopped? Like, literally, like no weight that week, or no, what? No,
2: no, I'm not even using the word stall, right? But for <laughs> it was like I'd lost like five pounds and seven pounds, and it was like one pound. Yeah. And oh yes, I saw. And I was like, <laughs> but no. but it was a. Uh, I think I think on social I was careful not to call it a stall because you guys literally did a podcast episode about stalls and you're like it's not a stall unless and yep. so when I posted about it on social media, I was like, I called it a blip. My like
1: oh, we love
0: blip. I like that. <laughs> That's a good term. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like we that. We need to coin
1: that and start using it all the time because that is a, there is a big difference between yeah. a blip and a stall. A stalls yeah. stall yeah. like For weeks sure. and weeks. Yeah. Of yeah. I haven't had yeah.
0: any
2: I haven't had any true stalls yet. So So
0: what is, what's the weight loss at so far? So
2: at four weeks Mm -hmm. uh, post-op, I have lost uh, 15 pounds. That's awesome. That is so great. Which I would emphasize for people like, hey, don't compare your journey to anybody else's. But I've gotten some messages recently from people who quote unquote only lost 22 pounds in the first month. And I'm like, (laughs)
0: what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To use Katie's term, first off, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then second off, no. (laughs)
1: Seriously. Like that's a lot of weight. It's a lot of weight.
2: And honestly, I had, I really didn't have much expectation for the first six weeks because everybody's body and how they deal with water retention Mm -hmm. post-op is, is different. So you really can't have any expectations for the first six weeks. Correct. And
0: you're getting that gas pumped into you. It's going all over your system. You have no idea, like what what your body weight's yeah. gonna be like. the The best thing is to weigh yourself right before surgery, and then just wait a week.
1: Yeah, no, once you can, a week if, if you wait can, two.
0: because yeah. it's just not accurate until you're later on. So yeah, I'm trying,
2: you know, to only weigh myself on a weekly basis because I have realized, like. I would say pre-op, weighing myself didn't put me in a bad mood. Mm. Like if I weighed myself and I was up a couple of pounds, it was just data. Like, Mm, okay, weigh a couple pounds more. Post-op, I have this preconceived expectation of weight loss. And so when I weigh myself and I haven't, it does put me in a bad mood. And oh. so I'm really hard to only weigh myself on a weekly basis so that there are almost always some losses there. And I, I don't get emotional about it. That's
0: a good, that's a good plan because yeah. you noticed about it, about yourself and you changed up the behavior. So I I really like that because I, I don't think a lot of people understand or catch it. Yeah, as like, quickly
1: yeah. as you have. Yeah. yeah. It might take well, a few months. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. I'm not like perfect at it.
2: I weighed myself this morning. and was like, son of
0: a, like, <laughs> why <"What laughs> did I do
2: that? Well, <laughs> we all
0: can't be perfect. No, so. there's no such thing. Yeah. No, I weighed myself almost every single day. Yeah, every morning. Because it kept me, like, it didn't affect my mood. But See, it like, and it's fine. yeah, and it's, but it like showed me, okay, this is where I'm at. Okay, so how am I going to take this? Like, even though it has nothing to do with what I'm doing in that day, like it's the week before that really, Mm -hmm. you know, we've we've talked about this. Yeah. And but I still like it made me like refocus in on what the point was of why I was doing this. So, yeah, Yeah,
1: I would agree because mine was like it's like data, like it didn't affect me with the emotional Mm -hmm. to it, thank God, because like. I could see myself falling down that rabbit hole real quick. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, if I, if I let it, so it was just like, okay, information. Now this is what I'm gonna eat today. Cause now I'm reflecting on like what my actual weight was and Mm -hmm. what I should be doing. Yeah.
2: And I, I think, uh, in my pre-op process, that's how I was. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't mastered the, the comparison game yet. Post-op it's so hard not to look at other people's journeys. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh shoot. Like, am I off track? Mm -hmm. You know, like or I think what I fear more is, um, are there small things like incremental things that I'm doing wrong that are going to add up over time to me not hitting my goal within the first year or something, you know, no, I've been, that's
1: where my anxiety sits. Wow, right I, now. Oh yeah. I get it. I just like literally verbatim of what you've just said. I have actually said in my head to myself because I'm like <laughs> looking at other girls is like stuff. Cause I'm like, wait, They lost, like, 25 in, like, the second month. I don't understand why I've only lost 15. Like, this is weird. Like, I'd get upset and be like, hey, what am I missing? Like, I need to follow and figure out, like, if I'm not having enough water here. Is it protein? What is it? Like, I'm just trying to figure it out and fine-tune it, but... It's really, you're not doing anything wrong. It's just your body loses it differently. different you know, times. It's all different.
2: Yeah. And you know, everybody's experience with, um, how they want their journey to go to is a little bit different. So I know, uh, Kelly, you were like no carbs your first year. And yeah. I had that really in my head mm-hmm. before I like had my surgery. And then you know, as I'm getting a little bit further out, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm probably going to eat like, you know, the little like crostinis with my bruschetta and, you know, like have little things here and there. And for me, I know that like, I think, I think <laughs> that I can like find some balance in there where mm-hmm. I'm, you know, monitoring it. Um, because I do have an all, like a crazy all or nothing personality that I need to break. Yeah. And yes. So Yeah. That's me. If I try to eliminate carbs entirely, I'm going to rebel and eat a pint of ice cream, you know? Mm-hmm. So I need to like find the middle ground somewhere. That makes sense. Yeah. That okay. makes sense. Yeah. It's
0: really hard to figure out what to do with carbs. And like, it's, it's hard to know where to be at. Because you always yeah. hear low carb, low carb, low carb, and so that was stuck in my brain. And so I was like, "Well, if I eat a potato, I'm going to gain five pounds." Like in my <laughs> head, that was my justification. So I was like, "Okay, well, I'm not eating potatoes. I'm not eating bread. I'm not eating like nothing." So now, two years out, I'm trying to find that balance that you're that you're trying out to figure. Now.
1: I know. So weird. What? That I'm almost two years out. I know. It's gone quick. On Come the twenty
0: fifth. Yeah
2: crazy yeah Sorry. it's Come up real
1: quick no you're no, fine, you're fine. No, I, I keep thinking about it because I'm like two years oh my gosh it's been two years <laughs> well I would say like I'm I'm thankful that I didn't have that anxiety over carbs mm. um like because what Eric did because Eric loves to cook um is where like I just gave him the menu that uh, Dr. Patterson gave me and the nutritionist and I was like these are the only things I can eat this is what they said and he's like Okay, so he only like that's what we would have is this like protein shakes or whatever we can have. So I didn't present myself with any carbs because it wasn't on the list. So he mm-hmm. just made things oh. that were on the list, and like I said, no, I like her birthday was like ten days after my surgery. Mad so now, and she invited me to Olive Garden, <laughs> and I was like, I can't. You guys yeah, I was about? like, I can't step foot in an Olive Garden. She's like, oh, well, you know, I just wanted to invite you, and I was like, okay, because it's like I can't like. Nope, there's no way. Back then, I had no
0: idea what I was mm-hmm. doing. Now, I would never do that to somebody. But I was just like, oh yeah, just you, you can just not eat. Get the like, yeah, like no I problem. didn't. I I don't think I pushed or anything. No, did I was did just it. like, I didn't understand the whole process of that. And mm-hmm. I was kind of not very sensitive to that. No, so, that's okay. It's
2: twenty twenty, man. Yeah,
0: you live and you learn. Now I know. Look how
1: supportive you are now. Yeah. Ex- well, there yeah. you go. There we so go. It's totally I made fine. Up for it. But yeah, like if you can just if if you love to cook, like that could be a strategy. By the way, because like if you do only eat the protein, you're like not even thinking about the sides that could be involved. Mm. So yeah, so just that way. I
2: hello fresh in our house, and Eric cooks every night, and so I just eat the protein parts of it, yeah, and yeah. I. And honestly, that's all they have room for anyway. So Seriously. Right. <laughs> but now and then I'll take a bite of the mashed potatoes mm-hmm. or, or things like that if it's on there. And I think I feel good about it because I'm like any carbs that I am putting in my body are fiber rich yeah. and it'll help me poop. It's- Anything can <laughs> help me poop. Seriously.
1: <laughs> yes. Seriously. I
0: think that's perfect. I lo- I love that you're dealing with it now mm-hmm. instead of pushing it out. And yeah. you're gonna have to deal with it eventually. I mean, what it may mean though is that I don't lose weight as fast. So
2: that's something that gives me some anxiety, if I'm being honest about it. So I
1: well, we don't know how true that is, because as long as you're hitting your numbers, you should be okay. You
0: should be fine. Yeah, be fine. I don't think I'm gonna think be fine. I mean, I had the same fear, and that is why I didn't, because I yeah. did not want to not lose weight i wanted to lose weight every single time i stepped on the scale yeah and so that was like my brain of like don't eat carbs because then you're not going to lose weight you're still going to lose weight (laughs) yeah you just make sure it fits into your plan and you're good Mm -hmm. and honestly if you're having like i don't know chicken and you have one bite of mashed potatoes it's not going to kill you. Yeah, no, and okay. it can't. Like It'll there's be no okay.
1: way that that's going to make you gain yeah, all of your weight no back. Way. Like that's yeah. not, yeah. Physically impossible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what is exactly. the, um, like NSV, what's like the biggest NSV oh, so yeah. far for you? Ooh. Um,
2: the biggest NSV so far, yeah. I would say just that my energy level is back. So mm-hmm. I would And this is very recent as of four weeks. um, I would say for the first two weeks, I was like a haggard mess. Um, And then for the next two weeks, I thought my energy was back, but it wasn't until I hit four weeks that I was like, "Okay, Stephanie's back (laughs) but in a a bigger way. Right. So like um, pre-op, you know, carrying around all of that extra weight, I um, I felt like I needed a nap every single day. And I was getting like seven or eight hours of sleep at night. And I still felt like I needed a nap every single day. But post-op now, I've just started to notice that I, you know, had a small break um, in work the other day. And I was like, oh, I could run and go take a little nap. Because that's just like how my brain normally thinks. And I was like, I'm actually not tired at all. Like, (laughs) I can get some other things done. Like, holy crap, what is this feeling? (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, I think the energy level has been my biggest NSV. And I know it's not as like you know, uh, tangible as, you know, a seatbelt remover, or a size of jeans, but like that one, I think I, I was too afraid to even hope for that. Yeah. Um, pre-op because my energy level has been slowly declining over years. Um, especially cause I'm naturally anemic. Um, mm-hmm. and so, um, I think that's just been, a very, very
0: pleasant
1: surprise. Good, good. No, and
0: it's your NSV. It can be whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. I like
1: it. I like it. Yeah. Cause, Cause like you have the energy now you can do mm-hmm. things that you probably couldn't do before, or at least yeah. stay more awake. It sounds like, so you mm-hmm. can enjoy more things. So, and you have yeah, two little ones. So.
2: All of my goals before we started recording, you know, I was telling you to read, uh, Adriana Huffington's sleep revolution. I'd recommend that for everybody. Cause it just talks yes. about the importance of sleep. And like, honestly, if you're tired, it affects every single mm. category of your life, especially
0: like the amount of joy that you're getting out of your life. So yeah, thank you. There's a couple nights <laughs> where I'll only sleep like an hour <laughs> mm-hmm. or two and mm-hmm. I can't function. Like I'm just not functioning. Mm-hmm. Like nothing's there. And until I go back to sleep (laughs) and that's just, that's just how it is.
1: It's insane. Like that's the one thing I've been trying to like push is the sleep. Because it is such a huge factor, and like how we even just like as barrier patients, we need to sleep, we need to heal, we need Mm -hmm. to process the food. Like Mm -hmm. you just need it, and even as a normal person, like you really need to like let your body reset. Like it's doing so many
2: things. And for anybody listening who's specifically motivated by weight loss, like you're not going to lose as much weight if you're not getting sleep. There's hormones in your body that like won't reset for you Mm -hmm. to like keep losing weight. So well,
0: and it really didn't start happening. Like I've never been a great sleeper. But it wasn't until, like I hit my first surge anniversary that it got horrible, like interesting, yeah. no idea what happened yeah. in between there. But yeah, I went from like, okay sleep, but to like never sleeping. And I'd be like
1: up at two am, like wide awake. maybe you should tell Dr. Dr. Thompson.
2: I think you should. I bet they, they'll they want to check your levels because you might have like a thyroid situation going
1: on or just a hormone like it could be yeah. it could be fixable. Well,
0: I do have a lab paper thing in oh. my purse
1: that I just realized was in there. I was going to ask you because side story, everybody, <laughs> she got on my booty about me not getting my blood work done and getting it checked out. And she's like, maybe we'll go together. And I was like, OK. And I made my appointment. and. I did mine months ago by the way everyone so in hey, my Kelly. defense nope.
0: i just saw her last month <gasps> but you didn't get your no your labs have been labs scheduled
1: it's completely different no your labs have been scheduled for <laughs> way longer than that
0: okay it might be like six months before. i'm not sh- entirely sure thank yeah. you
1: yeah yeah let's like, not sh- face oh my She's god like, <laughs> yeah let's not sugarcoat sure this shit <laughs> like i was like wait i got that done like in february or like late january
0: in my defense though you were having a lot of issues when do i have issues no like with <laughs> with your period
1: oh oh yes and physical so that's why issues. I, was,
0: I was like yeah physical issues so i was like, I was like, you, like you need to get them it's true. I and, I know I need to get him checked. Yes, get him checked. Thank wow. you, Stephanie.
1: <laughs> now we're back to the bariatric diet. Anyways. So.
0: <laughs> so let's let's talk about the bariatric retreat. Yeah. Yes. I'm so excited that you have you and Bree came up with this idea, right? Yeah, tell us how it all started. Yeah, happened, like, what's, yeah, how so Bree happen? Uh, poor brie i wrote
2: her into it um i um was chatting with some friends it actually started as we were talking about like getting a house in the woods to just like hang out together okay. um and your girls a little extra, um, and suddenly, like I was like, What if we had a retreat? I started researching to see what else was out there in this vein, and there really isn't much. There's a conference that happens in Vegas on an annual basis, but it's huge. yes mm-hmm. so, well, that's not really what I want mm-hmm. um, and I put out a survey to the Instagram community that you know I knew back then, I think October of 2020, um, yeah,
1: we answered yeah. that survey. Seven, I remember. Maybe? Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> And, um, over 300 people answered the survey. And so I was like, okay. And, and left their like email addresses and phone numbers for follow-up in that they wanted to go to the retreat. And so, um, so yeah, I just started, you know, looking for venues and narrowing in on the ticket price and stuff like that. And at that point I pulled in Brie cause she has experience with the, uh, beauty education summit and she owns editor media, which is an influencer management company. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and kind of pitched my vision for what is now the bariatric society where we, manage, uh, bariatric influencers and resources and, um, and then host these events. And so the first one is scheduled for November 11th in San Diego at Paradise Point, which I'm so excited about. I love that resort so much. And it like, it just makes me so happy that because of the bariatric retreat, we're getting people to like have access to this bougie-ass resort yes. <laughs> at the, like a reasonable price that they wouldn't normally get. So like that yes. part alone makes me so excited. And then there's the component of like, you know, we put the ask out for people who want to speak and the response has been overwhelming. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got Woke Up Like Des and Nicho Baby and Our Sleep Life Podcast Ooh. and, you know, just like the lineup is incredible and the, we're in content development mode right now and like... It, we're truly creating a retreat. I would want to attend. Yes. And, oh, that's the and best. so that's, it's just been really exciting. I think, um, you know, we're already starting to plan spring of 22 on the East coast. Um, Yay. And we're planning in 2022, we'll have two events and then 2023, we'll probably add a third one in the summer, do a summer camp. Um, yes. so we've got, you know, like our three year trajectory mapped out. I love it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, you know we have 150 registered attendees for this one. We want to keep it small for quality mm-hmm. control, make sure we can you know nail it, get it right mm-hmm. the first time. Um, and those tickets sold out in an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> Damn um, girl, we have over a thousand people on our wait list right now. So wow. wow, the demand is there. You know people are thirsty for opportunities to connect with each mm-hmm. other, um, and it just feels really exciting to get to to
1: provide that. Yay. Yeah, Cause I was so excited when like you guys reached out and we were going to be doing this stuff because like one bougie place, like I've never been to a bougie <laughs> place. Like I literally am the girl that's just like, we're staying at a days in, I don't give it two shits of yeah. how like much, how expensive that room is. I'm barely going to be in it. I'm going to be playing the whole time. So I'm so excited. I get to go to an actual resort retreat, like hang out yeah. and get to meet all these freaking people.
0: Yes, that's like number one. Yeah. Is just meeting everybody that you know who they are. Like you see their face, you know who they are. And so it'll be fun to like actually face to face.
2: <laughs> like, oh, that part's gonna be huge. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. The other thing is like everything's like little bit tougher as a bariatric patient, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're a little more insecure about our bodies. So we've secured a pool that's exclusively for our group for the whole weekend. It's so fantastic. Our diets are different. So we're addressing that with the foods that are offered at, at the meal times, you know? So it's, it's nice because we're able to offer this vacation to people that's, that's custom to a bariatric patient while they're absorbing some learning and getting to meet How all these How cool people. is that? It's
1: so fantastic. And thoughtful. Cause like, I actually never thought about that. Like we no. are a little different. Like we do have different needs just like any other person. So like, Oh yeah. Like let's go and get it all taken care of. I don't have to worry about what's going to be on the menu now. Yeah, Like
2: that's yeah. awesome. I love that. that. Went, I think, a little bit further out from surgery. Um, I can only imagine, but I imagine it's it's harder to stay fully focused on the journey, right? Like the rest of your life starts to exist again. Yes. yes. Um, and so I, my long-term dream is that people see this as an annual opportunity to like refocus on themselves, refocus on their health mm-hmm. and like get centered with, you know, the things that bring them joy. Yeah. Um, and so I hope I just hope that people like love it so much that they want to go
0: every year. <laughs> uh, we already
1: love it and it
0: hasn't even happened
1: yet. So well, there's no there's nothing like this now. Like that's the deal is like people want this type of like community and like socialization because like mm-hmm. I love to be able to talk to someone in person mm-hmm. like what's going on. Because mm-hmm. like, you don't really have that as locally anywhere. Like, well, and then you add COVID on top of it. Exactly. Like,
0: yeah, exactly. nothing's What's in really cool
2: too, I'm not going to reveal too many details, but we're also going to do an activity on day one where people get to meet other people that are near them geo- geographically so that they can create connections at that level as well. So, so hopefully when they go cool. home, they have
0: friends that they can meet up with. In real life. That's oh, yeah. fantastic. I love that so much because it gives you, it really like solidifies the people that you're meeting. Yeah. Because like, yeah. it's as hard as when people care, are across like, the country, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. As much as we can, we want people to leave feeling like they have the support they need mm. to be successful. Well, none he- of None okay. of us are going to be that fifty percent. No, <laughs> no, no, none of us. No, uh, there's hands down. No, that's not happening. Um, <laughs> the other thing I love is that it's all walks of life. So it's people that are like super new post op. Some that are way later post op. There's some that had uh, bypass. There's some that had sleeve. The duodonal switch. Like I love that. There's just a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. and there's something for everybody during it. Yeah, yeah. And I the mean, content
2: is really going to cover all the things, dietary, fitness, uh, how to turn your bariatric journey into a money maker, like wellness um, from a mental perspective, getting back to your why. Right. There's just so much like we had a field day coming up with the, the content
1: ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so fun. I'm just excited. You, yeah, you should be. <laughs> You're creating something that like everybody needs and wants. Um, mm-hmm. And thank you.
0: Yes. Thank you for doing yeah. it because without you, there would be no bariatric
1: retreat. So uh, without speakers, there'd be no bariatric
0: retreat. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <laughs> well, <Yes>. I mean,
1: <laughs> but you know, also there wouldn't be the bariatric diaries, guys, if you don't know. Mm-hmm. Stephanie named us. She did. She named the series.
0: Yes. When we talked back, I think it was like November ish. Mm-hmm. Um, we asked Stephanie, we were like, what do we call this? Like, we're doing this spinoff. What do we call it? And you came up with the bariatric diaries and we were like, um, sold. Can we steal that? (laughs) Because we love it. Not stealing. Not if I give it to you.
2: True. true. Um, yeah. Naming is my jam. Branding is my jam.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You're great at it. Cause literally we had the meeting with you and then we came right downstairs and recorded with my brother for his first episode for Mm -hmm. the bariatric diaries. So (laughs) That's, that why, yeah. yeah. that's why we were like we need to know like what do you think because like we we i forgot like oh yeah we have to, we have an opener like we need to name this damn yeah. thing and damn like <laughs> it you was were like, so
0: quick and good yeah per- it was like three weeks and we're like what are we calling this and we're like i have no idea yeah i have no idea what we're calling this <laughs> and then you came i love it i just mm-hmm. absolutely i think it nails it on the head of like this is a diary. You're you're basically putting a year of your life into this podcast that
1: will always be here. Yeah. And everybody gets to hear your side of it. So yeah. speaking of that, so this last month, what are like the things that you thought that you knew but didn't know? And what are what are you looking forward to? ooh.
2: Um I thought I knew how tough the post-op experience would be um but I had no idea and mm-hmm. it does range dramatically for different people mm-hmm. um so I don't mean to scare anybody but um you know I don't think that I like really honored what a like a serious surgery this is from a mental perspective I was like I'll be fine I'm you know in the range of bariatric patients i'm on the healthier side um you know so i very much felt like i'm going to bounce back pretty quickly um i was a little cocky about it and i think um post op you know i was humbled yeah You're like <laughs> so, okay this is
1: harder than i thought yep. yeah yep. harder
2: than i thought the exhaustion that stitch mm-hmm. pain um the exhaustion. <laughs> it's like having a newborn all over again. It really, it really was without the positive uh, hormones that you get from childbirth. Yes. So
0: yes. Yeah. Now you are through your liquid, your period, and your soft. So now you're on regular foods at this point, right? I am at four weeks, so I am now on soft foods. Soft. So. Oh, so you have a longer... That's what I did. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Two it, and two. Two and two. 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 Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Because <laughs> I had, mine was like clumped together. So my soft food puree stage was like two weeks together. See,
2: that would make more sense in my mind mm-hmm. just because like I had such a hard time going into soft foods. I recently met with my dietician and was like, could you give me some ideas for <laughs> what is soft food? Because I feel like I was eating it all on pureed. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, like, bananas and peanut butter was an idea she gave me or a uh, turkey wrapped, uh, string cheese. So things that oh. I wouldn't have thought of as soft foods were considered soft foods. Nice. So, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Cause I would never say the turkey and cheese. So yeah, good Which to know was tough to get down the first time. Let's be honest. But yeah. <laughs> that first, like that first bite where you're having to chew 25 times, you're like, <sighs> Yeah. And now every once in a while, I'll forget to chew it to a pole.
1: And I'm like,
2: oh God. Okay. I'm just going to stand for a minute. <laughs> I need to, you know, just to stand up,
0: arms straight up in the air. It works. It does work. It works okay. every time.
1: Yeah. You're Even my husband yesterday ate too much of his crab salad and he's like, it hurts. And I was like, put down the food. And put your arms up and start walking. And he's like, what? And I was like, trust me, it works. And I've had followers tell us that it works. <laughs> and he did yeah. it in, in like I'll within try. minutes. He was like, fuck, that totally worked. I'm like, sweet. If you see Mel more. Yeah, of course he did.
0: Yeah. Um, if you see Mel standing, like when we're doing reviews, that's why. Mm-hmm. Because she's, it's just too much. And so she'll stand up and. It works totally so.
1: works so you said what you know, the whole like the difference thing now so what is what are you looking forward to
2: um I'm looking forward to like seeing the changes myself okay. um I don't really see them in myself yet and I've heard from some people like that have lamented that it took a 100 pounds before mm-hmm. they saw the change um You know, I'm getting a lot of like kind compliments from friends and family um, that saw me recently. Um, But I, yeah, I, 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 my brain is constantly like, oh, you're just saying that because you knew I had surgery. Mm. Um,
1: Right.
2: And so like my clothes feel looser. I see the data on the scale. I just don't see it. And so... Um, which again, this isn't why I got surgery, but That's it would true. be nice
1: to have that like visual reinforcement. <laughs> Are you doing this, the the photos so you can see the side by sides? Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. So I've just started doing some of the like face to face Fridays and transformation Tuesdays, and I see it in the picture. Yeah, like it's I see change, but it's more that I like suddenly see how big I was before not that I see that like oh you you look so great now which is I
0: know the body dysmorphia talking and I I hate how self-hating that sounds but that's the reality of it well I mean you can't be positive 24 7 like it's just like that's gonna happen (laughs) and body dysmorphia is a freaking bitch so it's a real fucking thing yeah I remember you guys talking about it in the podcast pre-op and I was like
2: like that can't be that severe like I I could not wrap my brain around like it really being as as distorting as it is yeah um but yeah,
1: it really you, is because you still recognize yourself but you, when you start seeing the side by side you're like oh I didn't realize how big I was I didn't know yeah. I really looked like that mm-hmm. like I've seen one time a video of me oh yeah from the back and I was like fucking a like yeah. don't ever show me that goddamn video again like I was just like nope there's like I just didn't know
2: it's so sad too like it, is. It, it at the thoughts that I have about my past self like get make me ashamed of mm. having those thoughts it's like such yeah. a shame spiral I feel ashamed of how I looked and then I feel ashamed for having the shot thoughts yeah. about feeling it's that vicious
1: cycle of the guilt so like now like I know like with Kelly's face she's like you shouldn't say that about yourself. Like it's okay to see the video, and it's like no, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay not seeing the video again. It's not gonna hurt my feelings to not. I. It's fine.
0: I mean, personally, but. I watching those videos, watching those pictures, seeing those pop up. That's what gives me motivation that I did what I was supposed to do, and yeah. so that's why I watch them. That's why I look mm-hmm. at them. Yeah. And when there's I, progress there. Yeah. Exactly. And like I think. There are certain points where I do go and be like, "Why did I do that to myself? Like that was, you know, I was so big. And then I think about it, and that person had bravery, though, yeah, because they yeah. did the surgery, and that they put me where I'm at right now. yeah. so I have to thank that that old me mm-hmm. because they were at least brave enough to take a step
1: that not everybody can make. no, that leap. Like taking mm-hmm. that leap is hard because mm-hmm. it's a whole new world. Mm-hmm.
2: The other thing I struggle with a little bit is that I did lose 25 pounds in my pre-op process. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, combined with the the weight that I've lost post-op, um, I, I think is great, but I haven't surpassed what I lost pre-op yet. And so I'm like, oh my God, this better
0: freaking be worth it. <laughs> it is. Trust the process. Yeah.
1: Trust yeah, the so process. Funny.
0: We've got the you've got this. You, yes. For it's, sure. it's hard to understand it when you're in it. Mm-hmm. Especially that first month. It's really hard to like, you're still your brain's still like, what did you do to me? not quite Ooh. sure what's going on and then eventually... We were friends. Yeah, I thought yeah. we were friends and I guess not. Um, I
1: would say mine lasted for like three months. It was like that. It just really? took a long time to... You were very like cautious though. hmm I was very, very cautious. I was so scared of like the stitch thing. I was like... Or having a leaky pouch that I was like you ain't gonna fucking open me up again so we're gonna... <laughs> we're gonna do this damn thing is 100% right because I'm so scared of like... I thought acid was going to leak on all of my organs and then I would and I would have to get like taken to the emergency immediately and I ruined half my organs just because I couldn't eat right. So I was like that can't happen. So I didn't let it happen. But yeah, it took 3 months for the anxiety to stop of that. Oh wow. I remember you telling me that, but yeah. it's just so much worse this time. <laughs> Because you know what I'm talking about. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a. Oh, yeah. Yeah."
0: Well, I mean, I was cautious, but I wasn't like, I mean, if my surgeon said you can have solid foods, I was like, okay. they said I can have solid foods. Mm -hmm. And I ate and then, you know, yeah, I never had a concern like that. (laughs) I never concerned I mean, that I could
2: relate a little bit to that. I was telling you guys today yeah. I called my surgeon because I had a migraine earlier and was <laughs> like, Tylenol's not touching it. Can I have ibuprofen? Yeah. And I remember her telling me that like yeah, at a, you know a, after the first couple of weeks because mm-hmm. you're a VSG patient, like you can have ibuprofen. Yeah, but I couldn't remember what week she said, and uh. I was so anxious that like if I took ibuprofen too early, mm-hmm. it's gonna poke right through yeah. and ruin everything. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I get like the chemical compound's gonna like weaken it or yeah. something, and just, really? yeah, fuck yeah. shit up. <laughs> oh, you guys I, are cracking me up. I, I thank you, Stephanie. I feel better now. I got you, girl. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. Well, is there anything with your first month that we may have missed or that you want everybody to know about or have any advice? Join book club. Join (laughs) book club
0: and uh, keep an eye or go follow Bariatric Retreat or the Bariatric Society. I yes. call it the retreat all the, all the time. So oh, it's okay. So bariatric society
2: is where you can follow updates about the retreat. You can actually find the website on there to sign up for the wait list. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're interested in this fall, or if you want to get notifications about the spring event or the virtual event, we'll have a virtual event as well. Yeah. Um, at bariatric book club is where you can learn all about book club. Yes. Yeah. The web address to sign up for that, um, we are reading The Body is Not an Apology right now, which is why I'm beating myself up over having mm. body shame. Uh, <laughs> okay. And we have, I already have like all of the books picked for the rest of the year and we'll be announcing those soon. So uh, awesome. the lineup
1: is so good. So good. So how uh, how does the book club work? Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. So You sign up on the site. Um, There's either the membership only, which is just 15 a month to get access to the meetings or all inclusive, which is 25 a month and includes getting the book shipped to you. Um, And then you pick a session time that you like. So we have book club week, which is typically the last week of the month. Mm -hmm. And um, there are sessions on East Coast friendly times and West Coast friendly times and then somewhere in the middle. Um, So... (laughs) so far we have four sessions a week right now, but I always add sessions as they get to 20 a piece. Cause I don't want too many people to be in oh, the room. Yeah. It's, it's conversational. Um, and then yeah, you hop on and, uh, each person will go around and introduce themselves and say where they are in their journey, where they are in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, how they would rate the book. And then we launch into some questions and people can talk as much or as little as they want to. And we are always relating the book back to our weight loss surgery Mm -hmm. journey. So, you know, the ways that we were affected by, you know, body shame as we went through it, I'm speaking specifically about this book, but, um, you know, and things like that, and then we—it's about ninety minutes, and we save the last uh, ten minutes or so for just open questions, tips, or concerns that you're running into in your in your process. So, oh, wow,
1: I didn't know that it was all like that. That's really cool. Yeah, I it's like pretty, it. It's
2: like it—that week is a highlight of my month for oh, sure. I, I bet it's—it's um, it's basically like a support group, but with. Uh, people that you decided to do it with yeah. <laughs> instead of just the randos in your community. Um, oh,
1: I, yeah. yeah. And you've all have like at least like the same kind of goal and you guys are all like reading the same yeah. thing. So it's very relatable. That are
2: pre-op in there. So people are welcome to join pre-op or post-op. Um, but we have a nice range of people that are pre-op to recent surgery to two years out and so there's always really good advice throughout of um like oh yeah when i was going through the pre-op diet i did x y or z and and things like that which are really nice
0: oh i love it you do such a good job for our community Mm -hmm. yes it would not be the same without you so, Thank you. You're appreciated. Thank God I was obese for 33 years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we were all obese. obese. Cause, uh, yeah, that point. I will us. say
2: I am grateful A, to my body for like finding a a way to survive through trauma Mm -hmm. in my younger years and be uh, like, I'm thankful to get to go through this process. I think it's really rare for adults to get to have this like transformational moment in their life where they Mm -hmm. get to, you know, really evaluate what brings them joy, what Mm -hmm. makes them healthy, what wellness looks like for them. Yes. Uh, So I think we're all pretty lucky.
0: Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. I've gone through some transformations in the last couple of years. And so I would, it's, it's kind of nice because you get to rediscover who you are, not, yeah, just, not just floating through. Yeah, because that's honestly what it felt like for many, many years for me is like just floating. It is here. There was nothing mm-hmm. like good or bad. It was just I was there.
1: Yeah, I can yeah. totally relate. And I think that like with you being a part of this community and doing the book club stuff and the society and having the podcast that we have and other people that are trying to help with their, you know, like VSGT and mm-hmm. East to West and every, mm-hmm. and a kid, you have to shout out KID from, you know, oh, yeah. Sleeve, the hype. Sleep Blue like, the Hype. Like it's so important because people think that they can't change mm-hmm. and they can't be any better. And mm-hmm. this community really proves that it can. hmm. So, like, if we can do anything for this community and, like, build it up so they can, like, kind of spread it to their people, then maybe we can all be, like, better as a society. Yeah. Just start here. Yeah. So.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, Stephanie is actually, like, an hour away from us. Mm-hmm. So for the next
1: episode. We're going to be in the same room. Yeah. We'll
2: we... all be vaccinated. Yes.
1: And together. Yay. It's going to be so much fun. I'm so, so stoked. Everybody look forward to that Um, because it's going to be her three month post-op will be in the studio in the studio so well thank you Stephanie for coming on we do appreciate you and good luck from the next two more months and we can't wait to check in with you yes
0: thank you all right what are we doing I have no idea (laughs) I just paused for a second um don't mind me my brain is not Totally together today. That was hard to pretend I was only four weeks. (laughs) Um, We got to do our ending real quick. Yes. So hold on. Hold on. So, well, thank you guys for listening. That was Stephanie. Yes. She's amazing. We're going to have her for her three
1: months, six months, nine months, and her one year. Yeah. So stay tuned for all of those. Um, And like we said, she's going to be in studio. So it's going to be so much fun. So you might want to go over to
0: Patreon. And sign up so then you get to see the video of all
1: of us in the room together. That's right. I'm sure some exclusive content will come out with that, too. Oh, I'm sure. So So,
0: patreon.com forward slash OSLP. You know the drill. That's right. And then go to our
1: website, Life Podcast.com. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Hey listeners, if you enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform you get your podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Join us on patreon.com forward slash OSLP, where you can get exclusive content. We would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logo, Nick Dukes for our web design, Dylan Godfrey for our editing, and Eric Vaughn from 17th Street Studios for our music and recording space. Thanks for listening to our Sleeve Life podcast. We are breaking the stigma of weight loss and weight loss surgery one episode at a time.